Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Father, I thank you tonight. I see walls coming down. I see barren wombs bearing babies. Father, I see tumors shriveling and disappearing. I see addiction, chains of addiction broken. I see hopelessness being vanquished. I see hearts filling with faith, filling with vision. I see, I see broken hearts mended and dreaming again in this house, in this place. Father, you love East County. You love these beautiful people. The Bible says if we draw near to God, He draws near to us. Because we've drawn near to Him in worship, He's here in our midst to do miracles. Whenever God turns up, He's not a reluctant miracle giver. In fact, miracles flow from Him. The Bible says, a many sought to touch Him, and as many as touched Him were healed, for power flowed out of Him. Just His presence has the miraculous. Just His presence has power. Father, I thank You right now right now, right now, right now. There's somebody here you've been, been struggling with, with pain, arthritic pain, and right now there's a warmth going right through your body. It's, it's, in, your, it's in your knuckles, it's in your hand, and you just feel a warmth in there. God is healing you right now. Somebody else with a de degenerative eye condition, God is healing that right now. Somebody else, when I called the eye condition, you thought it was you, but it's your eyes are giving you migraines. I see God healing that now. No more migraines in Jesus' name. No more. I see somebody here, there's been uh, clotting. I see lungs with clots. It's, I don't know what that is, but I see lungs with clots, and I just see God right now unclotting lungs. You're going to be able to breathe freely again. You're going to be able to run freely again. Somebody else... I see uh, a circulation issue. Your, your feet go blue very quickly in the cold, pins and needles. And I, I see it in, in the, the veins, especially in your, your calf from the back of your knees down. There's been, but I see God just doing a miracle there as well. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's foot being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody, there's $27,000 of horrible debt at high interest, and I hear God saying he's, he's about to cancel it. He's about to cancel it. It's about to be canceled. It's, about, it's, it's been a burden. It's been weighing you down. It's been keeping you up at night and causing you distress. It's about to be wiped out. I see God taking a pen and putting a line through it. $27,000, whoever that is, just get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we thank the musicians and singers? Come on, they set the stage. They set the atmosphere. That was magnificent tonight. Wow, what a voice. Incredible. Go ahead and be seated. Give someone a high five and just tell them they are really, really ridiculously good looking. It's very, very easy if you're Brian Yarber.
Amen. Well, it's an honor to be back. How, how, was, how was the weekend with um, Pastor Tracy Armstrong? Was he amazing? He is, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite, favorite humans. What a, what a magnificent minister, uh, you know, and what a powerhouse. Uh, awesome. Well, let's, let's jump into it. Um, come with me to, we're going to look at two scriptures, Matthew, Matthew 6 verse 10. Jesus is, you know, kind of teaching the disciples. The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray as John the Baptist taught the disciples to, his disciples to pray. And in, in verse 10, Jesus says something very, very profound that I think that we kind of almost just kind of, we, we almost, almost let the Lord's prayer just become like a ritual. It was never meant to be a ritual. You know, say, say 10 our fathers and seven Hail Marys and your sins will be forgiven. It was never meant to be like that. So in, in Matthew 6, 10, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tonight, I wanna to talk about prophetic power. I wanna talk about prophetic power. And the, the, first, the first area or the first assignment of the prophetic is so that the earth reflects heaven. The first assignment of the prophetic word is so that earth reflects heaven. So Jesus wanted to taught the disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. For the kingdom to come means that the kingdom is there, but it's not yet here. But, but it means that it is, it is not static and it is not disconnected. It means that it's dynamic and it means that it's available, and it means that it's seeking to travel. It's seeking to land. Our assignment in East County is for his kingdom to come. For his kingdom to come. Now, there's only two options. There's only two options. There's the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. There's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the, the devil. And the devil doesn't want the kingdom of God turning up. The, the devil loves addiction. He loves bondage. He loves people in slavery, to sin, to iniquity, to depravity. He loves oppression. He loves, he doesn't just love addiction. He, he loves to drive people towards death, towards suicide, to, to overdoses, to, to, to chronic depression, to unable to get out of bed, to, to unable to pay rent, unable to pay where, where life is. That, that delights the devil. That delights the devil. But when the kingdom comes, when the kingdom comes, demons are driven out. When the kingdom comes, the oppression is overthrown. Freedom comes, liberty comes, vision comes, life comes, breakthrough comes, prosperity comes, blessing comes. We are here to overthrow the principalities and powers. We are here that his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, just, just so you know, just to be completely transparent tonight, uh, I haven't heard anybody ever, anyone else ever preach this because it's probably not popular, but I didn't get into preaching to be popular. So, so let me just say this. Uh, it's a little controversial, but it's true. Heaven does not have a 100% God's will be done track record. 
Heaven doesn't have a 100% track record because it was in heaven that Lucifer, full of pride, says, I will. But hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. What about his will? I don't care about his will. I will ascend above the most high. I will be like, I will sit on the throne. I will exalt myself. Five times he says, I will. So he lost his place in heaven because heaven is heaven because God's will is done. Satan says, not thy will, my will be done. Well, when he came into the earth, what did he do? He infected Adam and Eve. God said, of all the trees of the garden, you may freely accept that one. That one belongs to me. You can't eat off that. If you eat off that tree, you'll die. A lot of people used to perplex me when I first became a Christian. I'm like, come on, God, if you know everything, why would you put the freaking tree? Like, why would you put the tree in the garden if Adam and Eve are, that's like wet paint. Like you walk past and... Uh, yeah. Like we're gonna, there's something about us, we just gotta see how wet it is. Don't touch. Like why would he put the tree in the garden? Do you know he had to put the tree in the garden? Do you know it was for Adam and Eve's benefit that he put the tree in the garden? Do you know it was for your and my benefit that he put the tree in the garden? Because God gave Adam and Eve authority. He says, I want you to exercise dominion over the fish of the sea, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air. I want you to subdue. I want you to exercise dominion over the earth. Well, you only have authority when you're under authority. You only have authority when you're under authority. And God says, and here's the setup. You live in a forest where every tree has the most delectable, delightful fruit. You can eat freely from all the trees, but there's one tree that's mine. And if you will keep me as Lord, if you will stay in submission, if you will honor me, you'll operate in authority. Why do you think Adam and Eve, when they ate from the tree, lost authority? Because that's what it was all about. And so the devil tricked Adam and Eve into saying, not thy will, my will be done. And they came under his influence. Brian Yarba, do you know what happened on that day? The largest real estate transaction in the history of the world took place where the earth that belonged to Adam and Eve, now the devil got the title deed to the earth and Jesus had to come to redeem back everything the devil stole. It's very interesting. The word, the word in Hebrew for ground is the word Adama. Adama, the word for man is Adam. God made Adam from the Adama. Adama in Hebrew is female. Why would it be female? Because it was from the ground that God put seed in the ground and the trees grew. God put seed in the ground and the herbs. God put seed in the ground and the fruit trees. Every, all life came out of the ground. That's what we call her mother earth. Because God puts, so, so the earth was there to bring forth life. It was an, she's an incubator. But she, she yearns for the seed of heaven, the word of heaven. The word of heaven is the seed. Where there's no word, there's no life. Every word from God produces the kingdom of God. 
If I, if I plant an orange seed, I get an orange tree. If I plant a lemon seed, I get a lemon tree. If I plant a pomegranate seed, if you plant the word of God, you get the kingdom of God. The reason the devil don't want the word of God in our schools, the reason he doesn't want it in our colleges, the reason he doesn't want it in our universities, the reason he doesn't want it in our halls of justice, the reason he's trying to drive out the word of God, the reason he vehemently attacks the, the church and, and the preaching of the gospel is because he does not want the earth to reflect heaven. But we are here to stick it to the devil. We are here to overthrow the devil. And we are here unashamedly to preach and prophesy, bring forth the word of God so that East County, but not just East County, your life. See, I, I, I didn't grow up in, in, in a Christian home. I grew up in a home where my dad was an atheist. So, so my life reflected the garbage of the world. But when I got saved and began to read this, I thought, my God, where has this been? Oh my, oh. And I promise you, as I began to put this in my life, I begin to look in the mirror. I'm like, I don't even recognize who I am anymore. My friends would say, man, he's changed. He doesn't cast and he doesn't, do the stuff that he used to do. He's different, man. How are you? But how are you so happy? He used to, you know, smoke and chew and drink and go out with the girls that do. And, and now you don't and you're happy. And I'm like, yeah, because there's a joy that comes from the Word of God. My life has got vision. It's got purpose. It's got direction. I don't need to use stuff. I don't need to use things. I don't need to use people in order to, I have a spring. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. We're here to bring the Word of God to El Cajon. We're here to bring the Word of God to La Mesa. We're here to bring the Word of God to East County to transform so that East County lives begin to reflect God. Your life will begin to reflect heaven. You don't have to wait. That's the most beautiful thing. You don't have to wait to die to have heaven. Heaven will come to you right now. Every word from God is heaven. You'll find heaven in your relationships, heaven in your finances, heaven in your body. That's, that's why we preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand because it's the kingdom of heaven. You will find that when the word of God comes, it brings life. It has its own power source and it comes to you and it trains transforms everything. Can somebody say amen? When the Word of God is released, it's the great equalizer. It's the great equalizer. Uh, when, when, when we were in New Zealand, I think I told the story the last time I was here about, or one of those times, about a, a gentleman who was an atheist who gave us money to buy de the deposit for a house. And he was an atheist because he fought in World War II. And he said that he found it very, very hard to, to kind of comprehend that, that there could be a loving God in heaven when he saw the worst of humanity on the battlefield. I've spoken to many, many uh, Jews who either survived the Holocaust or had a close relative that went through the Holocaust. And many of them find it very, very hard, even though they're, they're Jews, to believe in God. Or, or that God is somehow a loving God. They find it very, very hard to calculate that because of the atrocity. See, this is the agenda of the devil. The agenda of the devil is to make sure that there's a vacuum of the word of God so that the earth is filled with violence. The Bible says in the days of Noah, the earth was filled with violence and the inclination of men's heart was only evil continually. And God was grieved in his spirit and said, I regret that I have made man. 
The devil wants there to be an absence of God's word and he wants there to be the presence of evil because it'll get people to doubt that there's, because watch this, wherever God's word goes forth, God's kingdom is established. Wherever God's kingdom is established, you will recognize, my God, there is a loving God in authority. There is a loving God that governs and rules. God watches over his word to perform it. So the devil makes sure that God's word doesn't come anywhere near East County. He makes sure that God's word doesn't come anywhere near your home because he wants your home to not reflect heaven, but to reflect hell, to reflect chaos, to reflect confusion, to reflect disorder. But we are here to stick it to the devil and to preach the word of God. Can somebody say amen? All right, that's the first point. Them's fighting words right there. All right, number two. Number two. So, so the first thing is to reflect. Number two, this is, this is my favorite. Come, come with me, Gospel of Luke. Is that okay if I just teach a little bit? Okay, Luke chapter one, verse five. This is a funny story. I love this story. Luke chapter, anybody else love the Bible? I remember when I first got saved, Jakey, um, I, I, I'd go to Bible study and there'd be these people who were brought up in church and they're like, man, how do you read the Bible? I'm like, what do you mean how you read the Bible? I fucking love the Bible. I'm like, oh, don't you find it boring? I'm like, what Bible are you reading? What are you talking about boring? The Bible is anything but boring. David wants to marry Saul's daughter. And Saul says, all right, you can marry me, you've got to pay me a dowry. He's like, man, I don't have any money. He's like, I don't want money. Just go out and kill 100 Philistines and bring back their foreskins. (laughs) It's in the Bible. If I wrote that, I'd get canceled. I'd I'd lose any ministry credentials, but God wrote it in the Bible. And I love David. He's like, dude, I'm bringing you 200. And Saul did it because he wanted David killed, thinking, because no Philistine's going to line up. He's got to kill them. They're not lining up willingly. He's got to kill. So he kills 200. And then, anyway, that's too much. That's too much information. So anyway, so if you're reading the Bible, it's boring. You're probably reading the wrong Bible. All right, Luke chapter one, verse five says, now there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest. Okay, here's some, here's some things you just wanna underline, circle. Everyone say priest. You wanna underline priest. There was a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. Abijah was from the Levite family. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. My God, like it goes all the way back to Moses and Aaron. And her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Lizzie was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving, I like the fact that he kept serving. In his disappointment and his pain, keep serving. 
When you're believing for breakthrough, just keep serving. When he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And when the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man. My wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and no longer able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled, which will be fulfilled in their own time. The second power of the prophetic is to transform. Here we have a barren womb. Here we have a circumstance where people are old, advanced in years, giving up on prayers. And the word of the Lord comes to transform what is barren to be fruitful. God's word always brings breakthrough wherever it is released. That's why, that's why we're a church that wants to lean into the, into the prophetic because we know people come in, they need a breakthrough. They've got a cancer diagnosis. They've got a terminal diagnosis. They've they, 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 they got credit card debt. They've got foreclosure, they're, they're, people need breakthroughs. When we release the word of God, the word of God has power to transform and it will be fulfilled in its own time. The Bible says God watches over his word to, to perform it. The reason that, that the angel strikes him mute, I used to just think because you know, he was negative. But what's very interesting is Gabriel makes an announcement, he makes a declaration. He says, my name is Gabriel. I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. Zacharias, you are a Levite. The introduction tells us that not only are you a Levite, but your wife is also a Levite. You're from the lineage of Abijah, which goes all the way back to Aaron. You, you are meant to be me on earth. 
the earth is filled with hopelessness and fear and darkness and chaos. But God, out of 12 tribes, chose one tribe, the Levites. And then out of the Levite, in the, out of the entire tribe, he chose the descendants of Aaron to be priests. Out of all the descendants of Aaron, you, Zecharias, today drew lots so that you could go into the holy of holies and begin to burn incense before the ark, before the altar, before the Shekinah glory, and an angel stands at the right hand of the altar, and the angel thinks, oh my gosh, here is on earth as it is in heaven. I stand in the presence of all things are possible in heaven. He is meant to stand in a temple with all things are possible. Zechariah knows that God is the God that opened up the Red Sea. The only reason they have a temple is because of what God did in Egypt, what God did in the wilderness, what God did at the Jordan, what God did to Jericho, what God did to Ai, what God did to Jebus, what God has done. The only reason what God did with David, what God did with Solomon. And here is, is Zechariah. He is meant to carry faith. He's meant to stand in the presence of God, but he doesn't reflect heaven. He reflects the world. He is full of unbelief. He is full of doubt and the angel says to him you know what any voice that is meant to be a ministry in the earth that speaks doubt and fear and negativity and how this can be I'm going to mute you know what mute is mute have you ever muted the TV have you noticed that when you mute the people on the TV they don't point to the sound thing and tell you to they're still talking You just can't hear them because mute. Do you know how many ministries are still talking? But heaven has put them on mute because it's unbelief. We have an assignment. I refuse. I didn't travel all the way from Australia to San Diego to give you what the world says is possible. Gabriel says, I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to bring you this. Everything I said will come to pass. But you, I gotta put you on mute so you don't ruin it. The church is the gate of heaven. Heaven wants to release words into the earth. Listen to me. How many people know God is a promise-making God? Not only is he a promise-making God, but he's a promise-keeping God but he's looking for a promise believing people. I refuse to tell God what he can and can't do. I refuse to tell God what is and isn't possible. My job isn't to question, my job is to believe. I'm a believer. So when the word of the Lord comes to me, I'm releasing that word. Because when the word comes and it has its own power, it has its own timetable, it has its own schedule, it has its, it will be fulfilled in its time. Trust me, all I gotta do is release it. I'm telling you that devil doesn't want a church that is a gate of heaven. He doesn't want a church that is prophetic. He doesn't want a church that releases the word of God to transform the community, to transform the culture, to transform lives. But we are here to release the word of God to bring power, to bring transformation in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody say amen. You know, there's a song that goes like this. It goes, K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Hang on, what, hang on, what, what, what? 
if I was the devil and I had one song, I was allowed to write one song, that'd be it. You couldn't write a more wicked song. K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Well, whose is it, darling? Who, 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 who's it, who, who does the future belong to? You know who the future does belong to? Those who see it. The future's not ours to see. You shut up, you filthy demon. Because the people who see the future own the future. The people who don't see, listen to me. The devil is a liar. He wants you to believe that you have no control over the future. Prophesying is not fortune telling. It's not divination. It's not guessing. It's not looking at graphs and predicting. That's not prophesying. That's not prophesying. Prophesying is not predicting. It's not prediction. In 2 Kings 7 verse 1, we don't have time to go into it, but it's, it's worth a read. The economy is shot. The economy is devastated because of a famine in the land. The, the famine is so, like it's, it's empty shells Biden on steroids. It's so shot. Supply chain, there are no supply chains. There's nothing to supply. That's how bad it is. The Bible says that, uh, that the, the people were buying donkey's head and, and dove's dung for two shekels. Like they were, they were spending like half a week's salary just to buy some, some pigeon poop because there was no food. And the Bible says Elisha prophesied. He said, by this time tomorrow, in Samaria, 10, 10 pounds of barley will be sold for a shekel and 30 pounds of wheat will be sold for two shekels. And the king, king had an attendant. The Bible says, this man on whose arm the king leaned, lean not on your own understanding. This man says, he says, how could this be? Even if God was to make windows in heaven, how could such a thing be. And Elisha says to him, you'll see it. But because of your unbelief, you won't taste it. Four lepers were sitting at a gate. They, had, they did not hear the word released. They didn't hear it. The word was released between Elisha and a king. But when a word is released from heaven, it has its own power. When the word is released, it will transform. It will, the earth will begin to reflect heaven. But it, it, will, it will also overthrow. When the word is released, it has its own equilibrium. It's an equalizer. And these four lepers said, my God, why, 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 why do we sit here till we die? If we go into the city, the famine's in the city. If we sit here, we die. Why don't we go down to the enemy camp? What's the worst thing that can happen? They kill us? So four lepers, they have no idea that a word has been released over the city. The word is not a prediction. It's not looking at graphs. It's, but the word is released. And the Bible says that these four lepers go down to the enemy camp. And the Bible says that God caused the Syrian army. God caused the Syrian army to lose their balance, fall off a stage. 
God caused a Syrian army to hear the sound of marching. And they fear rose up and they said, my God, there's a whole army coming against us. Flee. And they fled and they left their tents. And when the four lepers got down there, they're thinking everyone's hiding. And they go into one tent and there's grapes and there's bread and there's and gorging themselves and looking around. And they go into another tent. Look what I found. And they're eating cheese. And they're like, man, this is incredible. And they go into another tent and they're like, hang on. This, this is not right. Like, we've got to tell somebody, otherwise judgment will fall on us. So they ran back and told the, and the king says, oh, no, 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 no. This, you know what's happened? They, they're hiding and they're waiting for us to come out and then they're going to kill us. And then the guy had to say, remember the word of the Lord. So they send a team down there and they found out that the Syrians had fled and there was gold and silver and food in abundance so that the entire economy shifted in one day because of the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord has its own power. The devil doesn't want us releasing the word in El Cajon. He doesn't want us releasing the word over people's lives, but that's why we're here. Can you handle one more point? You're created to be a futurist. Last one. 1 Timothy 1.18. Paul, Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, Timothy, this charge I commit to you, my son. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you would wage the good warfare. According to the prophecies previously made, that by them you would wage the good warfare. Point number three is the power of the prophetic. It gives you something to push towards. The reason I say that is because some people think that, oh, if there's a word, then I just sit back. It took four lepers. The, the children of Israel, how many people know that God says, I'm going to take you out of Egypt and I've reserved for you a land flowing with milk and honey. And I'm going to take you out of Egypt. I'm going to bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey, a good and large land. Except when we read, there was a generation that left Egypt and even though God delivered them from Egypt, they still had Egypt in here. They were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. And they whined and they complained and they complained and they, God got them out of slavery, but they still acted and behaved like victims. And so God was done. So they perished in the wilderness. They were meant to inherit the promised land, but they couldn't do the transformation. They didn't want to be discipled. They didn't want to be led. They just wanted to whine and complain, whine and complain. So they perished. So a new generation had to come up a believing generation, a generation that believed God. God led them through the wilderness. You know why he led them through the wilderness? Because there's no help in the wilderness. There's no Costco in the wilderness. There was no rivers in the wilderness. They had to look to God. God was trying to show them, you don't need, it's not the sting of a whip and it's not the Egyptians giving you some fish and some lentils. And, it's, it's the hand of God. God provided for them every single day, every single day supernaturally, but they couldn't see it because they had a poverty mentality, a victim mentality, so they perished. But a new generation, Joshua and Caleb, rose up and they crossed the Jordan and entered the promised land. But how many people know when they entered the promised land, they had to war for every square inch. They had to warfare for every square inch. God told us, about the Salvation Army. He told us that he was gonna give us this property. We got a prophecy they were gonna give us this property. 
But then they got, they got a little bit envious, upset, jealous, sad, whatever, annoyed that we were the church that could afford to buy the property. And that, that drove them nuts. I'm friends with the chairman of the board. He said, we had to shut down during 2020, but that awakened church, they were, the, they were the grandma killers. They were the ones that defied all the county orders. They were the ones who stayed open. And now they can, buy. we lost all our congregation. We, the reason we have to sell, and so out of spite, they said, no, we're selling it to a developer. I remember Pastor John calling me brokenhearted, saying, Pastor, the prophetic word said, but they've gone with the developer. I said, the developer, all he's got is money. We have a prophetic word. So I said, we're gonna do two things. We're gonna do two things. First thing we're gonna do is we're gonna curse their offer. That it would fall apart like a cheap Chinese suit on a rainy day. Second thing, that their heart would turn. Long story short, the other offer fell apart and we closed on that building last Friday. Did it require warfare? Everything. Because if there was no devil, there'd be no warfare. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I've gone way over time. Just lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you for the word. 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 I thank you for the word released. I thank you for the word released. Father, I thank you for the power of the prophetic. I thank you for the power to transform, the power that the earth reflects heaven in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you right now. Father, I thank you right now for the anointing, for the anointing of God. Man, I, I feel such a strong anointing right here, right now. People believing for breakthrough. When God's word is released, it brings life. When God's word is released, it brings transformation. Many years ago, God spoke to me very, very clearly and he said, I'm gonna give you a daughter. She'll comfort you when your mama passes. We were so many thousand miles away from my mum in Australia. Leanne had me twice booked in for the, for the chop, for the, the permanent mutilation. Twice I got out of it. I woke her up, I said, babe, God just told me we're gonna, she opened one eye, she goes, not out of this body. Besides, you don't know how to make boys. I mean, you only know how to make boys, you don't know how to make girls. Six weeks later, she's pregnant. I knew it's my little smushk, my little smushki, my little zozo. We go for the ultrasound. And they said, huh, it's a little girl. Man, we're worried about a few things. This is a hundred point ultrasound. We need you to come back and do the 300 point. We come back a week later and do the 300 point. This time there's no conversation, no one's friendly. And when they, they finished, I kept trying to make conversation. The lady, the nurse wouldn't not engage, wouldn't respond, but she was circling things on a computer screen. Then they take us into a room where there's not one doctor, but there's three. 
they got their white coats on and it's quite intimidating. We walk in, we're like, you know, what, what's going on? And they said, um, we need you to sit down. We've looked at your charts. You're kind of right on the cusp of that 21, 22 week kind of cutoff in California law where you can still have an abortion legally. We would recommend unless you're willing to have a severely disabled child that you abort this baby. My wife obviously burst into tears. They said, we found nine markers for Down syndrome. There's uh, mal malnormities in the brain, malnormities in her lungs, in her heart. She's got an echogenic foci, whatever the heck that is. She has chromosome deficiencies. She's going through all of this stuff. We would recommend that unless you're... So we're driving home. And my wife's mad because she didn't ask for this. She's like, why would God, why would God do this? Why would God... And I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure he has. But I knew I had to hear from him. So I got home and I got my guitar and I went into my closet, closed the door and God knows. And I used to think it was a terrible thing, Michael, that I'm not very good at playing the guitar. <laughs> As the deer panteth for, for, for hang on, for, hang on. For the water so my so so so, so long time. I used to think it was a bad thing. But I realize now it works in my advantage. Because I'm like, I ain't leaving till you talk to me. And the angel's like, he won't keep that up, and God's like, Yes, he will. You don't know him. He's German. He's very, very stubborn. So Germans are quite stubborn. So I, I told God, I ain't leaving here until you speak to me. It was probably maybe 30 minutes in to worship, feel his presence come into the closet. And then he says, James 1.17. I'm like, what's, what's James 1.17? I'm thinking, oh, hang on. Ah, oh, I know James 1. I know James 1, James 1. Count of pure joy when you fall into it. He goes, that's verse 3. I'm like, ah, oh. Um, okay, uh, uh, be sober of it. That's not even, that's 4 7. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, look it up. So I look it up. James 1 17. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Then the word of the Lord hit me. It says, What I've put in Leanne is good and perfect. I have not finished knitting her together. Do not look at what the doctors are saying. They, the doctors for the whole pregnancy thought we were mad. And I was there with that doctor when Zoe came out and to her face goes, oh my God, she's perfect. And I snatched her and said, absolutely. <laughs> she is so smart that when she started school in her first grade, they had to put her up into the second grade because she was already reading at a third grade level because she's so smart. She's so gifted. She's such a delight. The devil is a liar. We're going to open up the altar right now. The band is going to sing. If you need a breakthrough financially, emotionally, spiritually, if you need a breakthrough, our ministry team are going to come. They're going to pray for you. But I'm telling you, one of the greatest things, in fact, the, most, the greatest thing in the world is when the word of the Lord comes. 
When the word of the Lord comes, you take that word, you run with that word, you warfare on that word because it has its own power. It will come to pass in its own time. Amen. Come on, come on, leaders. Come on, come on, let's sing this beautiful song. Come on, give the Lord a great praise. Come on.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I want you to lift your hands. If you need financial breakthrough, I want you to lift your hands. I want to release a word. I want you to release a word. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. Lord, I release a word over these sons and daughters. The Scripture says this, that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And then in the book of Proverbs, it says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and He adds no sorrow to it. Father, I thank You right now, Lord God, that the wealth is not in the earth or in the ground for the unrighteous or the wicked. Father, I thank you for favor upon the righteous. Father, I thank you for favor as they go out to battle, as they go out to, to compete for contracts, as they go out to compete in the marketplace. I thank you that they have favor because they walk in the righteousness of God. And I thank you, Father God, for the blessing of God that makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak again, I keep, keep getting, it keeps circling around, there's some crippling debts, some people with crippling debts. And the Lord would say to you, lean into the Holy Ghost. He's gonna give you wisdom on what to do to how to get that de those debts canceled. He is a God that has canceled debts. It's what He does. He's been doing it for millennia and He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He is a debt canceling God. He canceled our debts upon the cross. We owed a debt we couldn't pay. So Jesus paid a debt He didn't owe upon the cross. He is a debt canceling God. Do not believe the lies of the devil. He can cancel those debts, those crippling debts and those waits in Jesus name father I thank you right now Holy Spirit's also telling me to release words of healing if you need healing in your body healing in your body lift both hands to heaven lift both hands to heaven father the scripture says Psalm 103 1 to 3 says bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is in me bless his holy name bless the Lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who crowns you with loving kindness, who redeems your life from destruction. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, just as all of our sins were forgiven on the cross, Father, we thank you that all the diseases that are in the world that we can encounter, healing, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows. I see healing flowing into hearts. Those who were forced, those who were coerced, manipulated against their will, to take the, the, the jab, the COVID shot. Didn't protect you from COVID, but the myocarditis and the blood clotting. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cancel the toxins, we cancel the poisons, we reverse, we reverse the damage. We speak to every heart, we speak to the blood clotting, we say the blood be thin, clotting disappear, and we thank you, Lord God, for freedom in their hearts. Father, the Bible says, and here's the word of the Lord, I want, want to release it in Mark 16, if they ingest, if they drink anything deadly, if they drink any deadly poison, it shall have no power over them. Father, I cancel right now. I cancel, I cancel the to the poison, I cancel the toxin. It will not have any effect on them. It will not have any effect on them. The other, the other phenomena that they're finding is that barrenness and miscarriage, barrenness and miscarriage. But Father, we cancel those things. We declare fruitful, we declare no, no sterility, we declare no barrenness, but we declare fruitful. The righteous will flourish. The righteous will increase. The Bible says in Egypt, the devil, the Pharaoh had the same plan 
man. He wanted to control the population. He wanted to wipe out. He wanted to, to have the, the sons of, of the Israelites thrown into the Nile River. But the Bible says the more he pressed, the more they multiplied, the more they multiplied. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the righteous come under the blessing of God. It doesn't matter what what the enemy throws at us, there's a greater power at work in the, the lives of the righteous. It is the power of the Most High God. It is the power of life. It cancels out death. On the cross, Jesus took death. The life would prevail on the third day. He rose again. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, for a canceling and a reversing of any sterility, any barrenness in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you receive that, give God an amen. Give God an amen. Give God an amen. Give God an amen. I feel healing, I feel healing flowing, healing flowing, healing flowing, healing flowing, healing flowing, healing flowing. Somebody, somebody here tonight, and I don't want to embarrass anybody, somebody here tonight, but you, you got a negative report last week about your job. And the Lord would say that the sun won't set on the end of this week before a new door opens. The Lord says, don't lament and weep over the door that is closing. Look, lift up your eyes and see, I'm opening a new door for you. I'm opening a new door for you. You may have lost a job or a source of income, but you have not lost your God, your Jehovah Jireh. God is a provider. He doesn't stop providing. He doesn't need Microsoft and he doesn't need Amazon to provide. He can prov He's been providing long before there was a Microsoft with 10,000 layoffs, long before there was an Amazon. He's a provider. He knows how to provide. And whoever that person is, you just receive that word. Just receive that word. Just receive that word. The last one I'm gonna hand back because I know Michael needs to close out. It's very important. I just wanna release words. And all you gotta do is catch them. Just catch them. But I felt the Holy Spirit say there's a person or some people here and you've just been tormented in your mind. It's like, it's like, it's like that there are birds flying around in your head and it's like you shoot one and then there's others that just keep, and it's tormenting you. There's, and it's been robbing you of sleep and robbing you of peace. And I come against the spirit of anxiety and I break it in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, let your supplications, let your requests, be presented before God. Father, and I thank you that the portion is peace. And I speak to those minds, I speak to those demonic spirits, and I command you leave. Spirit of anxiety, spirit of torment, spirit of lies and accusations, you leave their bodies now. Spirit of fear, I break your grip now. You go from them. Somebody here, and it's fear, fear of what could happen, fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. Don't live with it, don't entertain it, don't feed it. Don't sit down at the kitchen table with it. Don't dine with it. Don't have a cup of tea with it. Kick it out of your house. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but one of love, one of power, one of a sound mind. Father, I thank you for those words. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again 
God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.